I ask if you guys are ready, and then I start sneezing. Right? <laughs> are you ready? <laughs> Apparently not. Put your pepper steak aside, bruh. <laughs> oh, pepper steak. That sounds delicious. That sounds good. <laughs> and if you're not down with that, we got two words for you. Teriyaki sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Reviewing, viewing, and previewing sports, entertainment, and events, Dirty Dina Studio presents Sea Space City, starring Alan, Ricky, and Brian. Welcome, everybody, to the Sea Space City podcast. It is me, the Podfather Brian, and I am here with the real stars of the show, Alan and Ricky Boyce. How we doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Ricky, how are you doing, man? Great, 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 man. I would argue that one of the villains of the Titanic is probably excessive pride. <laughs> hubris. Hubris is definitely in there. You there bet. we go. <laughs> Put it all on Jack and the iceberg. The iceberg was just chilling, doing its own thing, man. Chilling. The iceberg was chilling <laughs> like a villain. It was chilling <laughs> like a villain. I stand by this. So our listeners are completely and utterly clueless what we're talking about. They're going to have to follow through. So there is a follow-up here. I reposted the ad for an episode or re i did another ad for an episode of one of our other shows here at the dirty dina studio the Vastine and marty show and we talk about villains in literature and one of the villains that we talk about is i posit yeah that jack is the true villain of titanic second False. only second only to the iceberg <laughs> yes, he, I mean, yes, he, he is. He saved Rose from jumping off. That would make him. Maybe she should have jumped off. She should have jumped she off. She was being a floozy. She she could. There Whoa. could be a case. There could be a case. She's the third villain. I mean, technically, if she would have jumped off, she would just ended up in the same spot. She ended up halfway through, the, or like at the end of the movie, right in the water. I mean, had she just gotten on the lifeboat like her douchebag boyfriend told her to do? Right, right, right. Douchebag boyfriend. Douchebag boyfriend. Not the villain. Well, we're trying to pinpoint the not real the villain. villain. Okay. It's not the villain. The dealer in the, yeah. the movie who gave so that disagree, that poker but... hand. <laughs> so listen, listen. Before if, we get another cold open. If listeners, you want <laughs> you want to hear my whole theory about Jack being the villain of Titanic, check out Vastine and Marty. <laughs> right after you're done listening to us. <laughs> we have a jam-packed episode which is hilarious because we originally weren't going to record this week yeah <laughs> we're gonna take a little week off but well we had an episode ready to go and we're just gonna scooch that we'll scooch that to next week unless of course crazy stuff happens this week <laughs> in the world of sports <laughs> which is bound to happen Good. It could happen at any time. Should we start? I mean, we've already started. I can, I can remix. I can remix the topic we were just talking about villains. Okay. I think this past week we saw an uptake in these characters through our sports events. Case in point, the referees. Now, I understand this might be a league reaction, but. Everyone was complaining about these referees and these roughing the passer calls. So, are the referees villains, or are they just inept? I mean, that referee guess is it crying. De it depends on which... Villains cry. <laughs> villains cry? I think they <laughs> laugh. <laughs> I think they don't know what they're doing, personally. I think they're confused as the rest of us. Like, they're trying to avoid these situations where... So for the backstory, Tua ends up getting hurt on a Sunday. We're not sure if it's a back injury or a head injury. And then he ends up getting hurt on Thursday, which was a very obvious head injury. 
Since then, there have been a couple of questionable roughing the passer calls. Uh, the questionable, to say the least, like outright, like really bad, like horrible. <laughs> like, <laughs> home dude, um, one of the guys, Chris Jones, I think his name was, he was trying to, he tackled, I think it was Tom Brady or Mahomes. I forget which guy he got, which which one it was. But anyways, like, he's trying, he's taking him down. And, like, he's, you could see the guy legitimately trying to post himself and trying not to put all of his weight on the guy. And then it's, it, I think it, I think that was the Mahomes one. Because he tackled okay, yeah. him and he uh, stripped him as well. He got, he stripped him of the, uh, he stripped him as well. Uh, yeah, tackled him, him he stripped him. Yes, of the he, football. Uh... <laughs> he laid a pillow under his head as they were going yeah. down. And they still tried to the do as much as he could to put his hands down, man. Put some candles on. He's like, I'm gonna, <laughs> la- I'm gonna lay you down, gentle, Patrick. <laughs> I don't know if Chris Jones has a deep voice or not, but we'll pretend he does for the sake of this. <laughs> yeah, but but you had a couple of rough ones. I think they're just trying to get away from uh, whether it's bad PR or just uh, treating their pe- players bad, and uh, the Tua situation. I think I think that's what this kind of was. And then Sunday you had one bad one with uh, Tom Brady where people are suggesting that it's just Tom Brady getting these calls because he's Tom Brady and like he's in his mid forties. So it seems like the referees might be trying to give him a little bit of a sort of like the way that superstars in the NBA would get calls. Like LeBron will get called, but other people won't. So he's got the same amount of gray hair as all these referees. They're all in the same age group. He's like they're all the same country club. This, yeah, they're all in the same country club. Like that referee seeing that hit, and he's like, "Oh, that makes my back hurt." Throws the flag. He's gonna wear out his shoulder throwing that flag, but you know, and that that's gonna affect his golf swing for sure. <laughs> I mean, it's it's really weird. I mean, everyone was complaining on the the fantasy chat that I have about how these refs were just ruining the games, whether it was the Packers game or the Giants, or that was the same game, Giants-Packers. Uh, but the Kansas City game, I mean, they got a pick, uh, and then they got a rough in the passer call, so that reversed that pick. So I was like, come on, man. Yep. Whew. Not to talk about my fantasy. <laughs> uh, but you're going to, aren't you? No, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to do the next <laughs> I'm going to do the next point. I'm going to do the next point. So a lot of people are like, so how are we going to have to play flag football? Well, turns out, yes. <laughs> at the end of the season, just hold on, folks. We'll just have a flag football game at the end of the That's season. So silly. <laughs> I love it. I kind of love it because, like, nobody wants – like, the Pro Bowl has kind of sucked for, like, about 10, 15 years, man. Like, nobody wants to play and get injured. It's an exhibition game. I get it, but – As a lineman, I will say boo-hoo – you pussy little skill players. Are they going to wear shoulder pads and like uniforms? Get your ass in pads and hit like a real man. No, it's the Pro Bowl. It's the Pro Bowl. You benefit nothing from winning the Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl sucks. Does not matter. It's just a little. It's just a little thing for them to set up their family vacations and to acknowledge the better players in the league that year. And then cancel it completely. Yeah. No, no. Don't do a, no, you want to do a skills competition, that's fine. But flag football, come on. Do seven on seven. Bro, that's going to be so let fun. The, come on. Let the linemen. No, it's go, not going to be because the linemen are going to be up there playing patty cake or they're going to have some pride and start punching each other in the mouth. <laughs> and I'm hoping for <laughs> option B. No, it's, no, no, it's not. They're, they're not going to play patty big, cake. They're I want to see it, some big meaty men <laughs> slapping meat. <laughs> Calm down, Big B. <laughs> big B. <laughs> big B. <laughs> oh, I th- I that's a way for them to sticky. It's a way for them to be. It's a way for them to be competitive without you know risking your next big contract. I understand. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> it will be interesting though. Well, they're going to find out. You want to talk about the football sucking with them in full pads? Mm. It's going to absolutely be garbage flag football. Like <laughs> people will watch it the first year to see what kind of st- 
stupid fucking train wreck it is. Man, I'm real, I did not have these feelings about this until just now. Bro, like, bro I'm telling you, you're completely you're completely wrong about this. Like it's gonna be so good because like they can actually be competitive, like without having to be physical. <laughs> I'm telling you. Football, not goddamn tiddlywinks. I mean, like, I you guess what he's football? saying is, like, at least you, once you grab the flag, you know, the play's over. So it's just reset, more action. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, you got to tackle. Yeah. Once you tackle a guy, like, if you're a running back who well, made the pro ball because you had all the yards after first contact, you're going to get, like, three yards in the pro ball, and people are going to be like, what the hell is so good about that dude? Uh, okay. Like, oh, yeah, no, he breaks tackles. If you're, again, what are the linemen going to do? They're gonna this the linemen don't want to get injured either. No, the linemen, yeah, no. The, the linemen don't get physical during the so, Pro Bowl either. So everyone's gonna half ass it even more. No, they're gonna no, they're not gonna half ass it. They're gonna quarter ass it or eighth ass it, and that's how people get hurt. <laughs> the, to be fair, yeah, the linemen are gonna have to figure it out. I do agree with that part, but like with the guys on the outside, the jukes. And the moves that you're gonna they're gonna absolutely put people on skates out there, bro. It's gonna be so good. No, they're not because the defense is just gonna drop eleven. No. <laughs> Why bother rushing? <laughs> just drop eleven into coverage. You're gonna see some big boy out in the flats just waiting for that running back. <laughs> and, all, and he doesn't have to tackle him. He just no, has to gonna... grab that flag. No, it's going to be a thing where, like, the linemen are going to kind of be a little bit more physical with each other. But, like, you're going to have to probably well, wait for seven seconds or something like that. And then you can just rush the quarterback and yada, yada. So you're good to go. Or so the, what's like, the point? Or you like, don't need linemen. Huh? You don't need linemen. You know what? If you're going to do that, let the linemen grab some pom-poms and some bullhorns, <laughs> and they can cheer on their squad. Like, and you know what? Most of these guys probably have a quality sense of humor. The wise asses will probably come out in cheerleading skirts. <laughs> He's just trying to do a seven-on-seven seven drill because there's no respect for the big, meaty men slapping meat. <laughs> so the linemen can still get physical because, like, when the linemen get physical, well, it's not nearly – it's not nearly as bad as the guys in the backfield because, like, they're they're sort of they got are space to run at each other. They have space to are run you, at each are other. You on crack? No, the 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 wide receivers and the cornerbacks they have space to run each other. Therefore, the collisions are going to be bigger. <laughs> All right. So I guess this, after I'm done with Elliot for the number of those <laughs> games. I'm done with Elliot. I'm going to line Ricky up across from me. Oh, hold on. Ricky see how he was, feels about those Ricky collisions. Ricky didn't say he was challenging you or anything. Ricky's just saying that maybe, you know. Well, no, but he's oh, no, I'm not challenging brother. We're not, I'm not doing that. No, I'm, my football playing days are over, bro. I'm not too old, but I ain't playing football anymore. Goodness, I got, I got all sorts of fired up there. Let's, uh, let's bring it back down. Let's bring it down to somebody. No, that's good maybe, content, man. That's good who content. Maybe should have been a little more fired up <laughs> in Matt Rule. Yeah. And now he's just fired. I mean, I think yeah. I think if he would have been more fired up to get my boy D Watt in the Bentley truck, baby, woo woo, he would have had another four weeks at least being in the job. You have such Stockholm syndrome for Deshaun <laughs> Watson. It's beyond belief. It's just, You're just like. It's just sound no, drops. It's just sound drops from from the radio station. You he should have gone to Carolina. He was gonna win us a Super Bowl, <laughs> bro. The trauma Baker is Mayfield. real. Baker Mayfield yet again goes through another head coach, man. Oh my god, bro. You know what? what though? Is... There's a silver lining. I call this in the fantasy fantasy chat because our boy. Mr. P.J. Walker is going to be getting the start. Roughnecks. Life. So I guess that also takes away any chance we had of getting him back Yeah, this coming February. Well, maybe, you know, if they play themselves into a number one or number two pick, you know, maybe P.J. Well, Walker comes back down. But he'll probably still be on the roster until draft day. Yeah. Could get cut. 
I mean, uh, there's a part of me that says, hopefully, because I want him back here. <laughs> there's another part of me that says, no, that's not right to wish bad on the guy. So, PJ, <laughs> you stay. You hold You hold on to that gig. Hold the line. Kill it. Kill it in Carolina. <laughs> Get it done. Show them that the roughnecks were for real. Throw dimes. And... Okay. We got through football. <laughs> yeah. Almost. I mean, surprisingly, though, last week, our Houston Texans caught a dub, baby. That's right. Oh, yeah. See? I almost forgot about that dub because it was over Jacksonville after all. <laughs> well, they were the fa- they were the favorites to win the AFC. It still technically counts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's good. It's good to see the Texans get a win. You know, obviously, you don't want them going winless because mm-hmm. you know that's just totally insulting. Yeah. <laughs> people were people were in a better mood this week. Yeah, I, I felt the whole the whole week the vibe's been a little bit more, you know, fresh. Autumn's in the air. Now, they may have been a bit in a better mood this week. But you because uh, listen, I, I the Steelers got shellacked. <laughs> <laughs> shellacked. Like apparently nobody told them that their game started. Yeah. <laughs> because now I, Kenny Pickett threw for 327 yards. Not bad. Apparently, yeah. it would have been like 427 if the if the receivers could catch. <laughs> Let's go, George Pickens. <laughs> but how I, I want to know honestly how you throw for that many yards and not score. Oh, what? Bimba don't break defense. I, I mean, mean, they didn't even <laughs> score any field goals. Like it's like they got to the fifty every drive and stopped. I don't know what happened. I didn't get to watch the game, unfortunately, yeah. because you know we had to deal with the Texans being on. <laughs> well, you could have put YouTube TV on. What, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Ricky signed sign up for that uh, bougie red zone act. Ricky signed up for you. <laughs> well, that's right. Maybe we don't want to admit that on the air. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we talked about in that one episode. We're we're gonna be sharing everything, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, in even better Houston sports news, wow! Yesterday, and this is really what prompted us to say, "Okay, yeah, no, we got to record tonight." So it ain't over <laughs> till it's over, baby. The Astros started the AL Division Series. Against the red-hot Seattle Mariners, who came on strong to end the season to just make the bracket. Scary. Took out the Blue Jays with a strong performance. I mean, the Blue Jays were winning 9-3 to in the ninth or something Something like that. Something like that. Yeah, it was wild. And they came to Houston, and everybody's like, that's all right. Momentum doesn't matter when you got Verlander on the mound. <laughs> oh, the Mariners said Justin, Verlander these nuts. <laughs> they were they were Verlanding balls all over the park, right? Off their Bro, bats because they made Verlander like every bit at 39 in that game. Yeah. That was rough. I, mean, I didn't realize the game was gonna start so early, but I looked down on my phone and I saw second inning four oh. I was like, oh geez. Like, wait, what happened here? Might as well hit hit the bed. <laughs> so yeah, that game I I was at work um while it was going. I'm on my way home. I'm listening to it on the radio, and they're like, Yeah, they tagged up Verlander for six runs and four innings. Like, oh, that's a rough outing. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, man, but you know, the Diamondbacks got him a couple weeks ago when I went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for four runs, real quick. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! But, when I went, so I went last uh, Tuesday. Verlander started. He played about five innings. It's wonderful. He didn't allow. Oh, yeah. He didn't allow any runs. Few hits. I don't. I don't think he allowed any hits. It was. No, uh, they had yeah. that no hitter going. The group no yeah. hitter going until the ninth inning. By the way, bullpen box 
oh my God, if you could sit in the bullpen box in the outfield, yeah. so you're sitting like right behind the Astros bullpen in the outfield, it's no. such a wonderful seat, such a beautiful seat. Oh, and that's <laughs> true. We didn't talk about you going to the game last week. Yeah, yeah. You took a little week off, right? Behind the scenes. <laughs> so, how was your experience? The bullpen box is good seats. Bullpen box were fantastic seats. So we in, I ended up getting tacos. They had really good tacos there. I forgot who they were from. And then, uh, so when I went in, it was dollar dog night, but I'm not a big oh. hot dog guy. So I didn't do the whole dollar dog, but I saw everybody running around with hot dogs and stuff. <laughs> so I always look up the promotions before we're going to go because I yeah. want to see what it is. And uh, that one, it only said something about dollar dog night. But when we ended up going up in there, they ended up giving us 2021, trying to show it, AL champion rings. It's it's kind of got some weight on it, too, bro. It's still right? really, really awesome. It's got some I weight on it. I should have put my Yuli one on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got uh, Yuli Gurriel. Yeah. You yes, got one? You got Dusty? I got Yuli. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome man it's yeah, like so I, man they went i guess they opened up the rings with altuve and yeah. then made their way down the roster from there because you get to yuli and dusty like all right yeah that's the end of the season <laughs> <laughs> you know no. there's people who went out and got the whole set and yeah. like they yeah. they save those two for last because they're like, well, that'll make sure they go to the games. <laughs> yeah, a few, a few buddies of mine have uh, season tickets and stuff. I'd imagine they have like just all of them. <laughs> but yeah, it was such a blast. We ended up going last Tuesday for my birthday. Yada yada. We sat in the outfield. Which I, I was worried that like sitting in the outfield, it was going to be like too far out there. But no, my God, those were those were my favorite seats I've ever had. Those were ridiculously <laughs> ridiculous seats. 10-0. They end up hitting so many home runs. We thought some were coming towards us. And oh my God, it was it was a blast. Yeah. Um speaking of season finales and souvenirs, <laughs> I didn't get a chance to get my Hector Herrera bobblehead from the Dynamo game. Why not? Well, because I got there a little late. Okay. But, but um. Yeah. So went to the game. Dynamo was winning one zero, but they ended up choking and you know losing three to one. So oh. bad end to the season. <laughs> it's not just me. I'm not the Houston <laughs> curse. I look. I was walking up and I'm like, oh man, we scored real early into the game. Wow, this might be a good game. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We might have the LA teams' numbers. <laughs> Turns out no. Turns out no, but <laughs> man, it, it was a really early game. It was like a four o'clock game. Yeah, yeah. So the sun was just beaming up in our face. Oh yeah, yeah. So I was able to talk to my seat manager about uh, maybe switching to you know locations. Right. And he got me actually a pretty good sweet spot on the other side of the field. Nice. Yeah. So it's gonna be like under the cover, and then it's also gonna be three rows from the fence or whatever. So like row okay. C, row D, nice. right on the edge, bro. Nice. Yeah. That was awesome. Sounds like sounds like <laughs> I'll be drunk and have vertigo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> going back, hold on, going back to the Astros game. We have to paint this in the proper context, people. Like it was 4-0 early. It's yeah. like 7-3 in the eighth inning. Bregman comes up, hits a two-run home run, bottom of the eighth, then it becomes seven five. So you're up. You only have one more inning left to go. They end the they end the bottom of the eighth, seven five down. You have one more inning. Home dude almost gives up like a a run or two, like the the pitcher that they had uh, in relief at that point gives up a run or two. Gets real scary. They come on. They get two guys on base, and then who comes up to bat? Other than Jordan Alvarez, like the best hitter on the Astros, one of the best hitters in the major leagues in general, he hits it, bam, three-one walk-off homer, one I mean, of the was, most amazing endings. Like it was so good. It wasn't right? only that; it was just so the fact good. that whenever Alvarez came up to the to the mound, right, they did a pitching change. 
So yeah. obviously, you know, the pitcher that got them to that point was pretty worn out. You know, he probably could have gotten the two pitches the other guy did. But, <laughs> you know, that guy must have been, that guy must have been pretty mad, mad, right? He's like, two pitches? Are you fucking kidding me? I could have done that. <laughs> Giving up a two <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So they bring in the new pitcher, and then, you know, commercial break, come back, and then they flash Alvarez's numbers versus lefties. Uh-huh. And that just made me scratch. My, like, I'm not even a big baseball guy, but yeah. you know, percentage was like almost 400. <laughs> OBS was like 1.0, you know, 20 versus left handers. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, this this is uh, very, very interesting. I woke up at the perfect time for this ending. Right? <laughs> Absolutely wild. Like I said, I, I, I was working when it started. Drove home, had to go back downtown. Yeah, um, for a dinner, mm-hmm. and so I'm listening to the game, and let me tell you, I do not remember her name, but the woman on the ESPN radio broadcast, she needs to quit or oh. get fired. Oh, I thought you were gonna say amazing job. No, that's <laughs> terrible. Made me feel I was oh. there, living no. the experience. First off, both the announcers on ESPN radio. Just throwing shade at the Astros all game. Hey, maybe we should try really? <laughs> Yeah. Just making wise remarks, mentioning 2017. No buzz is going out tonight. Like, oh, these guys ain't hitting no And buttons. then this made me this made me mad. On not just as on as an Astros fan, but as as somebody who liked to think that they could do that for a living. Yeah. She kept calling Jordan Alvarez Jordan Alvarez. <laughs> and I'm like, what is wrong with you? And it wasn't once. Yeah. It was all game. She was calling maybe him you, Jordan. And I'm like, I want I, I want I want this to be known right now to the ESPN radio folks. That's right. I'm throwing shade right back. We'll tag him. We'll tag him. <laughs> It's your Don, motherfuckers. Your Don. Hey, at least he used, or, that, used that word. Or you're gone to that ball. Okay? Ooh. Let's understand what this is. Nice. I like that. But she may be trying to give him a nickname because they all people call him Air Yordan. Air Yordan. Yeah, exactly. You know, Air Yordan. Yeah. Because yeah. it's his yeah. name. But they're they're whitening it up. You know, they're like, oh no, Jordan <laughs> Alvarez. Jordan Alvarez. Like Jordan. 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 <laughs> she was she was approaching Collinsworth level. Oh my god. Of <laughs> gathering hate from me. Yeah. I'm just like, you gotta shut your mouth. You're throwing shade. You're calling him Jordan. Like they they had the Astros cooked and done. And I'm like, oh, y'all don't know. Yeah. <laughs> he must have had his ESPN radio app going, you know. He's right. Yeah, yeah. He's like, it's Jordan. He's, he's all right. <laughs> watch this. <laughs> he's like, I'll show this. I'll show this lady. <laughs> <laughs> so did you see the little kid crying on TV? Yes. That kid went through it yesterday. That kid, that kid was everybody in Houston low-key. Dude, I'm not going to lie. That kid bawling. <laughs> like, Falling. Oh, shit again. I had sort guy... of accepted it. I had sort of accepted it. I was like, they're they're probably gonna go ahead and lose this game, even though it's not over. It's far <laughs> from over. Oh, but they're probably gonna lose this one. But they're the better team, so they're gonna win three of the next four. So, you right. know. But yeah, the guy with the shoe on his head. That's who. Yeah. That's who won it for the Astros. It was the shoe. It was the guy with the shoe on his head. The Mariners fan with the shoe on his head. We took their luck right out of there. Too bad you showed us the lucky charm, bitches. So so baseball is the most superstitious sport. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Our friend Phil, he was talking to me today, and he was like, man, we were were arranging bobbleheads in a diamond. We were lighting an Altuve candle when he came up. They were doing that during the game? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, dude, 
That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> a buddy, a buddy of ours was just like, like he had Tourette's or something. He would just, he would just name off stuff like once eating Gilbert Grape. <laughs> He's talking about the pitcher Gilbert and stuff. He was just tossing it out there. It was oh, just wild. <laughs> those guys are so diehards. Like I like the Astros. But I don't love the Astros. Like those guys love the Astros. Like, yeah, it's it's commendable though. It's it's really something. <laughs> so yeah, that kid that was crying, like I I want to say that dude in the Mariners shirt. Yeah. Beside him, talk some shit. You think? Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. You got and to. I hope that kid lit that dude up after that. Like, <laughs> that that kid, he went through it. Like. They showed him in what the seventh inning or something, and he's he's just bawling. His dad's hugging him like he is inconsolable. And I'm like, I feel you, bud. I feel you. <laughs> at that point, I had gotten to the place we were having dinner, sitting at the bar. We went to the Rustic. By the way, go to the Rustic. Mm -hmm. It's a little pricey, but it's amazing. It's very fun. Yeah. It's right by the George R. Brown Convention Center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it looks like you're going, like, you're going to drive right into the convention center when you're going to get in their parking lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, great place. And so we're sitting there watching the game, and all of a sudden, like, the whole bar erupts when that, when that hit goes. Because you could tell as soon as you heard that crack off the bat. It was out of here. That's gone. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. You could tell. You could tell. Like he knew. He looked at it. He just stood there and just looked at it go. And like he was like, bro, I've hit so many home runs. That's a home run right there, bro. Like I just watched it at the house with my brother and my dad. And we had a great time. But holy crap, being in Houston, when that happened, that had to have been an experience. Man. I kind of stuck my head toward the window to see if we yeah. could hear the stadium. <laughs> yeah. But I think the convention center blocked it all yeah, out. Right. It's it was... too big of a thing to, to <laughs> let that noise come through for sure. Yeah, that was a wild finish to game one. That was game one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Holy crap. And so so there was this fan. There was this fan out there. What I was going to say about superstitions, there was this fan out there. <laughs> Uh, he was like a Mariners fan, I do believe. He had a shoe on his head. Like, the sole of the shoe was sitting upright on his well, head. No, he was an Astros fan. That was his rally Was he fan. an Astros fan? Yeah, man. Yeah. That was the Astros guy. They stole, okay, stole okay. their lucky charms. That yeah, was his no, rally that cap. Sense. That makes sense, because I thought it was a Mariners fan, because I was like, that's not what you do. I was like, if you're an Astros fan, you got to put the shoe on your head, because you're trying to... You're trying to simulate the scenario wherein the most um, most unprobable thing happens. So therefore, you're trying to inject like a little chaos into the into the uh, into the formula. So like having having that shoe on his head. <laughs> when I got to the bar, they asked me, "What do you What do you want?" I said, "Well, the Astros are on. Give me a Crawford box." <laughs> As things kept going downhill, I'm like, "You know what? Give me this blueberry cream ale." Yeah, let's try something different. <laughs> Which, by the way, was delicious and will be featured on Brian's beers. Okay. Yeah, I was I was about to ask about that. How was it? It was amazing. We, we, we gotta uh, come in for a like flavorful episode or something, right? Blueberries, some <laughs> ciders, or something, some cherries. Right. <laughs> this weekend we had. Speaking of extreme measures. <laughs> this past weekend, WWE went extreme. Extreme. Back to the original. For one night, extreme in Philadelphia. <laughs> Which was a nice touch to go back to Philly to do it. Yeah. Very but much so. Very much so. Done that before. Yeah, the Heyman <laughs> intro was kind of a little. Dang. I liked the Heyman intro. I mean, it was a spelling bee, but come on. I liked it. I thought it was. I thought it was good. Yeah. The spelling yeah. bee of it, I thought was dumb. I agree with Alan. It was, I was Heyman little over fully. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. But the Heyman part, I love the Heyman part. But the, I wish they would have came up with something different. Maybe something. Different. Listen, anything with Polly dangerously, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, that was technically like the season finale of pretty much the whole last year of things that have been kind of culminating, you know, especially with Triple H taking over. It was, I mean, it was definitely like their scheduled season finale, but I think it was a pretty good stake in the world, you know? Yeah, and they started off hot. That Brawling Brutes versus Imperium match was money. Mm -hmm. Wow. Money. Bro, how much? How much? Uh, how much do they have going behind them right now? Sheamus and the Brawling Brutes, and that that entire robbery is so hot right now. Like it's. I insane. mean, Butch <laughs> might be able to get his name back at this rate. Yeah, right. He might not want his name back. Butch is working. It's working right now. <laughs> so, I mean, bro, Butch is over. So it's. I don't. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I mean, is Butch over or is Sheamus over? Yeah. Yeah, I and, think a lot and of that Butch has to do with by Sheamus extension and, is over. Yeah, Sheamus right, and yeah, Gunther, yeah. the Sheamus and Gunther stuff, but right. <laughs> I mean, man, talk about getting a beard and changing your face, Kaiser. Holy crap, looks totally different. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like he hit the tanning booth pretty hard too. I'm, I'm thinking Triple H maybe had a talk with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he's always he's been a good. He's always been in real good shape. Like he's just kind of a skinny little thing. So Trips might have been like, "Hey, you might need to put a little, little bit on you. Give yourself a little harder edge." <laughs> maybe, maybe. I mean, he definitely looked way different. But I mean, that was that was a banger of the match. I mean, the yeah. the only match that I I'd say was like, ah, I could have done without was the Ronda Rousey Liv Morgan. Yeah, but yeah. I mean. Just the whole bat. I think the bat was just what like really took me out of the match. So I didn't bat, get to watch that was horrible. Most of it. Mm-hmm. I did think, however, they did live a service mm-hmm. by having her pass out and not tap. Yeah. I agree. And she also smiled Oof. while she passed out. I was okay with Liv not having the belt. Like I'm I'm totally okay with that. She doesn't she definitely she's not at the chase. point to where the the issue with that matchup is that neither of them are good in the ring at all. Like Liv, <laughs> Liv is like she she's she's charismatic, and I like to see her have a, the belt because like you know she's been around for a while, so it gives a message to your locker room that you know you put in enough hard work and we'll get you there. You know, regardless yeah. of how over or not over your character is. You know, but like, yeah, just having her in there with Ronda Rousey, like you said, the bad stuff, just, it was just two people in there, especially Ronda, who just does not fully understand wrestling (laughs) quite just yet. Like, because I think she would, I think if you understood it better, you would understood, like, this is an extreme rules match. Like, some of this stuff has to, it has to look, you know, tough at least. Like, we understand that, you know, this is, you know, this is fiction. We get that. But at the same time, holy crap, bro. Like, the bat part was rough. And then the yeah, rest... Yeah, like, just a bunch of no-selling. But, I mean, it definitely was, wasn't was a, like, steel bat. Yeah. I mean, you could hear it whenever they were smacking each other, you know, smacking around the thighs and all that. Yeah, some but... of that did, did sound rough. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, Ronda Rousey, you know, deservedly won, you know. It, it's yeah. the outcome everybody kind of expected, you know, unless Liv Morgan went heel, but there's really no way she could have gone heel. It was an ODQ match or whatever. Not yet. Yeah. But, there, there's been talk of, uh, there's been talk of maybe doing something with her, but I don't want to jump that one just yet. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. And I mean, the other women's match, Bianca Belair and Bailey, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Uh, I didn't like, the ending because I thought Bailey didn't need to be carrying the ladder because it was like really wonky. Yeah, but, she took she took a rough she took a rough hit to her face when she came down on that ladder. You could see her really smack the ladder and she like grabbed at her mouth like immediately. I thought she yeah. was suffering like a Cesaro situation where she just knocked oh, some teeth out, had some teeth knocked out. Yeah. It looked rough at the end there. <laughs> I caught, like I said, I didn't catch a good portion of it. It was playing, and I was like cooking. Yeah, <laughs> but I did catch the end of Riddle and Seth Rollins, and okay, probably the most important part of the whole night. I caught the return of the Eater of Worlds. <laughs> 
Mr. Bray Wyatt. Welcome Bro. back. Welcoming you back, pretty much. <laughs> You're like, I'm back in. <laughs> like, him and Braun Strowman are back. I'm like, oh, okay. man, now I have this whole life without watching wrestling that I have to abandon <laughs> yeah. to watch wrestling six hours a week. And I'm Bro, like, that... I don't know, guys. I don't know. The way that they for now, I mean, see where the storyline goes, but yeah, the way that they did it, holy crap! The way that his, the way that they shot his return, the way that they did it, it was absolutely amazing. It was one of the best returns like I've ever seen in professional wrestling history in general. Like it was just so good. It ranks right up there with like Triple H and Madison yeah. Square Garden and CM Punk's return. Like it was, it was so good. Like the crowd was the pop that he got whenever because they did this little thing right after the match where they're like they're signing off. They're like, all right, thank you for joining us for um extreme rules. And then the lights just go out, and then you're like, Okay, here we go. <laughs> and then Michael Cole's like, it was so are, we good. Still, are we still on the air? Are we still on the air? Meanwhile, he's like putting the, the head on the desk. He's like, Are we still on the air? Hold on, let me grab <laughs> it's, it's on there. It's on there. Are we still on the air? All right, now roll the music. <laughs> That's pretty much I will say the other the other match that you should watch, Brian. Like if you if you don't watch the, anything else, like watch um Watch at least the ending of Finn and Edge. Like that one was really yeah. good. That was really, yeah, that was probably the best best thing of the night for me. Yeah, Finn and Edge in the I quit match. That was that was really good. Yeah, I will have to check that out. <laughs> Did Finn come out as the demon? No, no, he didn't, no. But he came out with a uh, sort of the SM spiky looking mask. <laughs> yeah. It was awesome. I thought it was cool looking. I thought it was kind of awesome. He didn't though. use the Judgment Day theme. He used a Finn Balor theme kind of remixed really nice. I mean, okay. Sounded honestly, badass. I mean, yeah, I was like, start on please do that more. Event next time. <laughs> um, in other wrestling news, I wanted to just kind of put this out there. Apparently the good brothers are back. Yeah. Yeah. I thought they died. The, the... <laughs> <CM Punk. laughs> My sister texted me, LOL, thought he was dead. Yeah. Jeez. Um, so I, I would love to see a judgment day versus um OC yeah. at Survivor Series. Throw that in They're the already, yeah. They're probably gonna do it at Crown Jewel. They're already building towards that. <laughs> but I mean, oh, they're gonna do it at Crown Jewel. Well, I don't. Oh no, I don't know. That that's just that's just a guess. Oh, thought, oh yeah, the Good Brothers are like that's the next big that. event. Yeah, that's brother. the next. That's the next <laughs> big event coming up. So, <laughs> I mean, it could work. It it just depends because the, the the numbers match up. Yeah, three on three. I guess Finn Balor, yeah, yeah, Damon yeah. Priest. Yeah, Ripley's not going to be. Rey Mysterio's son, Dominic. Oh, I thought you referred to him as Rey Mysterio's son. <laughs> I was going to say Rey Mysterio's son. That's why I had to add the son. Oh, I mean, especially because he's not Rey's son. Let's be real. He's Eddie's. You think so? Yeah. I mean, it sure looks a lot like Eddie. Just saying is all. He does. He does. So can, he does. Weirdly so. But he he looks uh, like Ray too. He's got he's got a Ray look about him. He looks a lot like Uncle Eddie. I mean, look, there was that time Eddie got fired from the WWE and he was separated from Vicky. So maybe Ray Mysterio being a good friend that he was, he's like, you know what? I'm gonna take you in. You know, let's let's get you worked up. No, not take you in like that, but he was just being a good friend. And Eddie Guerrero kind of pulled an Antonio Brown, you know, accident, you know, maybe accidentally, you never Antonio know. Brown, hey, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then he's like, "All right, now you got to go have sex with. Now you got to go have sex with Ray because you know we kind of fucked up." And you know, Dominic is born three years later or whatever. Whenever Ray comes <laughs> into the SmackDown, you know. Well, I mean, he wasn't born then, but you know, when that storyline happened, it kind of, I think it lines up. Hey, we might have solved this thing. Oh, this feels thin at best. <laughs> wow. That's not what she said. 
Oh, there it is. Giselle, Giselle and Antonio Brown. Heavy oh, accusations. Man. Yeah, the, the accusations are flying here. Sea <laughs> Space City is just oh, throwing yeah. it out there. I, I do not endorse that one. That's that's wow. DMZ style right now. Hey, hey, we were just doing some investigative journalism, you know. <laughs> With Ray's wife? Question mark. <laughs> he didn't, didn't get with Giselle. Dom does have that mullet. Dom does have that mullet. He's got to look. Like, all I'm mullet. saying is, AB did leave the stadium before all the team did, so gave him plenty of time to go Slip pick his up way his up stuff. The, yeah. that box. Oh, I mean, I don't know if she was at the game. All right, so <laughs> <laughs> Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns at Crown Jewel. Ah, when is that? That's in what? That's two, three weeks. Couple weeks coming up, yeah. Uh, early November, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Strangely enough, boys, that's like two, three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how that whole pay per view lines up, but I mean, they they throw good events for you know, the Saudi princes out there. They pay good money, so they have to. Right. The cards are pretty stacked. Like it looks like they're headed towards Brock and Bobby Lashley as well, which is just yeah. a monster matchup. We finally got the match we've all wanted. It Elliot, had to yeah. be the. <laughs> the Elliot's going to be losing his shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's been begging for this. Yeah. Like, honestly, put him in an octagon. Let's go. I mean, they don't even pay for it, you know? Just, I do. Just... I do also. I love the Roman and Logan Paul matchup. I do. I truly love that matchup. As long as Logan does that, if Logan wins the belt, it would be worse oh. than David Arquette winning the belt. It would be far worse. Because, like, Roman has not lost in about two or three years, like, legit. So that would that would be insane. <laughs> they swerve in Austin Theory cashing, though, because Austin Theory has been very low-key, off the radar, not being on TV, kind of been, you know, being made a fool of by everybody. Yeah, but he was an NXT guy and he was a Triple H guy in NXT. I mean, maybe Triple H maybe got a little salty that he got called up, but I mean, he get pulled back down. Word Theory was also him. a Vince guy, though. Yeah, yeah. That kind of like Vince backed the Vince painted them into a corner, putting that briefcase on him. Yeah, yeah but, but I mean, they they Vince yeah. told him the power of the pencil is very strong, and if he can keep <laughs> that in mind, of course, the pencil changed, so he's gonna have to rework himself back up. But he has the best chip that anybody could have because <laughs> yeah, I don't think he has any time. Re- it doesn't have to be like the AEW one where you have to like announce you're gonna do a match. I don't think because- he has to. I don't think he has to rework himself back up or anything. I don't think I don't think yeah. you have to do that in, a, in, uh, in AEW either. I think MJF could just cash in, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not 100% a hundred percent sure match. about that. Yeah, but I mean, technically, um, Money in the Bank has to be a match. Well, yeah, but I mean, but you can you cash know. in in the middle of a match. Though. You can, you can like cash a, in whenever yeah. the champions got beat up in a promo, though. That happened. Yeah, because I think theory. Theory's so young, like he's like 25, 26 or so, 24 maybe. He's insanely young. So he could lose this money in a bank and get the next one. And you know, if they're if they're not if they're not ready with him, then just have him lose. Simple as that, you know. And then just, you just know, have someone cost him the money in a bank or something. I don't know. Here's here's the thing though. Or he at could what, lose it. At what point does like him losing it it devalues the money in the bank? So Not, have, because you had Baron Corbin lose it recently. You had Otis, who lost the briefcase to The Miz. <laughs> the Miz had, what, a three-week run as champ yeah. after he cashed in? Yeah. Like, like, but I think that's fine. I, I think mean, that's fine because, like, Money in a Bank, it's not, like – I don't know. Like it's not the Royal Rumble, and it's also it can be a big it can be a big springboard. It can be a big springboard, but like yeah, I think yeah. Money in the Bank still has enough juice behind it to where like people do understand that like you can you can change your career in the night with that if you're a wrestler. So like you know, I think Theory could lose, and I think he'd still be fine. I don't, and I think the Money in the Bank would still be fine. So. I mean, Baron Corbin did lose, but I mean, you know, he he went through his struggles with poor Corbin or whatever that gimmick was. Sorry, I even forgot the name. But now, Happy Corbin or Baller Bum Corbin. Bum-ass Corbin. Bum-ass Corbin. 
<laughs> but now, you know, Happy Corbin, you know, I mean, he's a hit. I mean, Happy Corbin did still lose to a commentator. True, true. But it's Pat uh, McAfee. So. Right. Like, listen, I, I, I don't disapprove of him losing to a commentator, but you go from Mr. Money in the Bank, who got yeah. screwed over by Cena when he yeah. tried to catch in, which made sense in their feud. You know, but he has not been to the top of the mountain, and he does, yeah. like, the thing about Happy Corbin is you love to hate him, and that means he's good at his job. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, so, he, at he some point, you, you got to reward that level of performance with a belt. I agree, but he did, he's one of those dudes who clearly, like, really doesn't need help. Like, he, he, you could just kind of put him in anywhere, and, like, he gets a massive reaction. Right. People love to hate him. Like, he's the, he's the most – he's probably the most legit heel in the business. Like, because yeah. people – people don't – like, people cheer MJF. Like, MJF is a wonderful heel, but he gets he, – he's not anymore. Like, he's he's a face. He's just a face who's, like, being – doing heel stuff. Largely. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, like, Corbin – Corbin is like a true heel. <laughs> yeah. Him and the Miz are really the best in the business of being heels. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh man, and the stuff that Miz has been doing with uh Dexter Loomis, holy crap. So the weird thing is though, when like that is the kind of thing that turn will turn Miz face. No. Because how do you cheer? People, how do you jeer the kidnapping victim? People like that. I don't like, know why. What is people wrong like with Dexter us? Loomis? I don't know why. Like I have no. <laughs> people start cheering the guy. Like I have no connection to Dexter Loomis. He's the fun. Like he he commits to his character and like right. he's it's it's all corny. It's all kind of corny and jokey and a little hokey and. You know, it's all, I, I don't know. He's just a really fun character. I think that's what people are really attaching on to. Like, you want characters. Like, people want The Undertaker. They want The Undertaker. Mm -hmm. They want Bray. They want They want people to, you know, be a character. Don't just be, so, you know, spend the belief a Jack, Jack Johnson from fucking Utah or something. <laughs> don't just be, like, you know, Austin Theory. Like, you know. That, you know, put something he on. He was just it, you defending know? Austin Theory <laughs> literally three minutes ago. Now he's like, "Don't be Austin fucking Theory," because he has to. Because Austin has to. He has to improve if he's going to be the champion. Like yeah. he is nowhere near ready to be like the main champion of the a billion dollar right. company. No, Theory's not there yet. Yeah, <laughs> he can be there. Like you know, but yeah, no, he. No, oh no, not the main champion. You you can have the U.S. champion uh, again. Win that one again. Maybe a tag team belt or something. Yeah, yeah right. Maybe yeah. the European belt. <laughs> you know, you but know, not he that needs one. to get Tyson Kidd to come back and manage him, and he could. It can be facts and theory. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap! I didn't know where you were gonna go with that. <laughs> that is a greatest, that is a deep wrestling great joke. Greatest wrestling comedy mind <laughs> in Pasadena, right here. <laughs> I guess let's let's finish up with uh, what do you want to finish up with, Alan? Uh, Fisherman cheat, which oh, I know what that is. Yeah, okay. did you see that video? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's been like a week or two, but yeah. So these these fishermen in the tournament, uh. Cheated, yeah, by putting weights in the fish because fishing tournaments are scored by poundage, and so they were putting weights in the fish to win the tournament. Did they get arrested? I think they called like a game warden got called, and like, wow, was, yeah, no, like <laughs> shit got real. I mean, real I, don't, quick. I don't know how how in trouble you could get. But I mean, apparently these guys have been winning for years or whatever. So you know, maybe this game has been going for on for a while. Whoa! A while. Whoa. We got a steroid situation in the world of big fishing. Wow! Wow! The, the one sports realm we haven't really talked about, <laughs> right? Well, there was the great dynamite scandal of of New York Harbor. <laughs> from about 1990 
<laughs> um, this this guy from Australia went fishing in New York Harbor and won the tournament by using dynamite. Oh, sh- <laughs> that's a deep dive joke right there. Did, did wow. he catch three fish and then throw a bunch of dynamite in there and then is like, "Go catch your fish, fucks." <laughs> so obviously, you've never seen Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> No, first one right over my head. <laughs> oh boy, I think to wrap up, we we're gonna have so much stuff next spring to yeah. review. And, and uh, next year's already filling in hard, but it'll start. I think the start will be the Royal Rumble in San Antonio in January. Yeah. They informed me they were only gonna do half stadium or something like that. Wait, what? Yeah, that's really disappointing. Alamo Dome is a pretty good stadium, but I mean, come on, half? What is I, this, DCI? They could, they could sell the entire stadium, I think. I mean, <laughs> maybe they're only doing half for now. Yeah. And as it gets closer and the demand's there, they'll open up yeah. more. It's, it's you know, it's really not that dumb a move on their part mm-hmm. as they can hedge their bets against not selling it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. If they say, okay, well, we only opened up half the stadium. Oh, we have a sellout. Open yep. up another section. Oh, we have a sellout again. True, like, true. It's not oh, a it terrible is. strategy. Yeah, it is like fifty to 60,000 seats, though. Yeah, right, that's, that's a quite lot. a bit. 52. I yeah, that's it, quite a bit. It's only we were like I thought it was only like 30-something. <laughs> yeah, my bad. Line, so. <laughs> so, and then we have the killer show. That uh, was in March or was in September has now been moved to March. Yeah, rescheduled. March is going to be wild because also last week Muse announced they were coming to Houston. Yeah, yeah. And yes, we will be going to that, baby. XFL firing up. Yeah. The Savannah Bananas are coming to he- Sugarland. Yeah. March 17th. You can bet your ass I will be there for some banana ball. Definitely going you to that one. <laughs> and amidst all that, we're going to have the Houston Rodeo, which is usually the biggest ticket in town in March. But damn, everybody else is bringing it this year. Yes, the band of bananas. Eclipse in the rodeo. <laughs> and then we got Ed Sheeran in May and just announced yesterday a reunited Blink-182 will be here wow. in July. Wow. All the mid-30s and 40s are going crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all, the bracks, all, all, the, all the backs are cracking as they jump up. You're back. Hey, listen. You know what I'm talking about my back cracking? Hey, listen. What's my age again? Oh, what's my age again? What's my age again? Too old for this shit. That I saw. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like the new 25. Oh. Tell my back that. <laughs> so I will say that I've seen Blink 182 twice, but I've never seen them with Tom DeLong. So I am super oh, excited about okay. this, bro. <laughs> super excited to hear him singing like Adam's song. Where are nope. you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready, bro. I'm so ready. <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> he's putting up another candidate for the cold open <laughs> he's like where are you and then you put the other one where it's like I'll accept that porn star name for you mix them all in put, we'll the, in. put the, uh, the, the cold open and the after dark together <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think we covered a lot in this episode, and we are going to wrap her up. So, thank you, listeners, for listening to this episode of Sea Space City. Alan and Ricky, thank you, boys, for being awesome. Yes, having us. You can catch us on social media on Facebook at Space City Recreation Entertainment Facebook page. Also on the Dirty Dina Studio Facebook group, you can catch us on Instagram at Space City SRE and on Twitter at Space City RE. Catch me on Twitter at this underscore those 
Catch me on Instagram at, at Brian's Beer Show. And catch Ricky outside. If catch you can. me outside. <laughs> <laughs> so in the meantime, there is plenty going on right now in Houston. So get out there, guys, and see Space City. See Space City. Ewe, ewe, ewe.